Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for Watch Geeks by Watch Geeks. I am Watch Geek John Biggs. I'm Watch Geek Victor Marks. And I am Watch Geek Nicholas DeLeon. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. So you guys have been doing these without me, which I'm very disturbed by. I see that as... We are too, actually. I see that as sort of like a a master and commander kind of like mutiny situation. (laughs) I think we've done an okay job. You know, we no, everyone no, has no, missed no, no, you. No, you, everyone you, has missed you. You went into the that. captain's quarters. We kept the sail rigging working. That's all. All right, all right, all right, all right. Steer the ship straight. That's it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. So let's start. Um, I want to talk a little bit about DIY watchmaking. Now, Victor, you're a you're a pro at this. You do all kinds of DIY stuff with your watches. I mangle right? tons of watch movements. Yes. Yeah. So what what are your best practices? Let, let me tell a little story first. So I have this, I have that Tocina or Tokina or whatever. Remember that Ticino, watch? Yeah. Ticino. Ticnio. 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 Right. Right. So I get this watch uh, and I I figure, hey, it looks pretty rugged. I can wear it uh, while building a little library with my daughter. I quickly discovered that this. The this is one of the little front door kind of front yard public yeah, libraries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a book, leave a book thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's not even like I'm like like breaking any of this. I'm I'm hammering some stuff in. I'm not doing that much, but it cracked. The crystal cracked. So I figured rather than like throwing it in the trash, I would buy new crystals. So I purchase a. I purchase. A, I look at the crystal thing, and I'm like, "How do you put these things in? You have to get a crystal puller. You have to get a crystal press." So, all right, so I'll go get a crystal press. So I get a crystal press and a crystal puller, and then I order a crystal, and I begin my crystal press journey, and I immediately shatter the new crystal. So now I have three more crystals on the way. Um, I my The thing that I'm curious about is, A, maybe should I just throw this watch away or send it to you, Victor, or send it to a lucky listener who wants to fix it? B, uh, why is this so maddening and exhausting? And what's the best practice for for putting a crystal into a watch? And C, uh, am I stupid for doing this? Because uh, there are there are people out there who can do a better job than me. Well, I mean, C has never stopped us before, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. It's never prevented us from doing something completely dumb. Um, there are people who totally could handle this better. E- hobbyists, whatever, it doesn't matter. There are people who have more practice than you and I. Right. You, have, have you really done this thing? I've I've put crystals in before, but you know there are a couple of different ways that crystals can attach to a watch. There there are the acrylic ones that snap over. There are the sapphire ones that have a little nylon gasket that goes around them, and that gets compressed when you do the press. And there are ones that that do that and then are held on with a, a bezel that presses on like your your Rolex style. There are ones where they they don't have that at all and it's just it goes into the case. And so you have all these different ways of doing it. If the crystal is flat, then you use your crystal press and you just want to make sure you're using the right sized tool that fits the size of crystal you have. Mm-hmm. You know, too small and you're gonna smash that thing by pushing through. Yeah, it. yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. And it, it it's just about, you know, you want to make sure you have a fresh gasket, that the gasket isn't crushed, that it's not already compressed. And and make sure that you you take care of doing it. Um, there are not a lot of tips for it. Whoa, 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 whoa! I have to be careful, and I have to be uh, I have to be thoughtful about something that I have to do. I guess I don't know. Ugh. I would say that I replaced uh, a few watch crystals last summer. Uh, I... There was one. Uh, what is it? The the Seiko Samurai. I have a Seiko Samurai. Uh, it's kind of got like the Batman color scheme to it, the the black and the blue. And if, in true Seiko fashion, the bezel was. Uh, 
misaligned. So I, I took it off and wanted to, to fix it, and I was able to. Uh, but in the process, I replaced the Hardlex crystal with a sapphire, uh, and I had never done anything like that before. But I will say that on YouTube, there are a million uh, tutorial videos, so it can be done. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't. Did you wasn't use hard. new gaskets when you did it, though? Excuse me. You use new gaskets when you did that? No, I, I, re- I just reused the same. I, I mean, I, I don't intend to go diving with this thing, to be to be honest. But yeah, I just reused the gasket. It went fine. I didn't you know what I hate? Any- this this might be just me. And you guys tell me if this is the case. I'm. I feel I don't want to watch YouTube videos on how to fix something. True. I, I have no patience for that. I think it's an age thing. That might be an age thing. I was going to say, you guys are a few years older than me. Yeah. Uh, and to me, that is, you know, second nature. It's like, how do you, how do you trim a cat's nails? I'm going to go on YouTube to, to look up Seriously. how to do that. It's yes. And it, and it, but it drives me crazy because I'm looking at like, uh, I want to look at for how to, I want to see how to trim a cat's nails. And I want to just read a document that says, get the cat, cover it in uh cover it in peanut butter. And, sure. and then, uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah take, take out the flat file or whatever. I want, the, I want the transcript with like the, the specific 30 seconds of video that I need to see to actually see this. Cause I want to suffer through someone's 15 minute YouTube thing. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like an aging. I mean, I agree. I don't, I, there are some, some videos with perhaps too much exposition, uh, but there's really no other way. Like I would not have been able to follow like a text step-by-step, like a recipe, to replace those crystals. Now it, it took a few YouTube videos and I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I get, th-. and you know, it, it wasn't so, super hard, here, but yeah. Here's my next DIY thing, right? I bought a, a citizen eco drive off of eBay and I did it because Paul Hubbard basically pushed me into it. And this one arrived with a broken stem. When you unscrew the crown, the crown comes off in your hand and part of the stems broken off into the crown. And so I have been, the, the, the watch guys will tell you that like the, the watchmaker guys will tell you, you have a couple options. If there's a bit of it sticking out, you can try and grab it with pliers and, and unscrew it. But if it's not, then you got to either try and drill it out or, or lathe it out or something like that. I am using alum mixed in water, like as a, as a acidic thing to dissolve the carbon steel stem inside the stainless steel crown. And did once I find get that out, sucker out YouTube, uh, no, no, I did not. But uh, as soon as that sucker is done, like completely corroding, then I will go ahead and thread a new new stem and have a working watch again. See that? But where did you find this information? Did you watch? Uh, did you this, watch? Uh, was, no, no, no. Some watchmaker forum. I'm, on, wa- I'm not going Watchlover. to uh, NAWCC or whatever. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not fooling around with YouTube for this. I got no time for that. I was. I was on the. I was on the clocks. I was on the clocks subreddit the other day, and uh, and I've, and my my hobby recently has been making fun of people on there because they basically post like a, they post like a, a quartz a quartz clock from like Spencer's gifts and say, hey, my, I found this in my grandma's house. Is it worth anything? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I usually say, and they were like, does anybody know what kind of clock this is? I usually say it's round. Yeah. I, I, in this way, I'm I had a t- Seiko mantle clock like that. Someone gave me once. I, I gave that thing away fast. Yeah, uh, but but the, in, it, my 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 feeling in that case is like, a I'm turning into my father, and b that it's like don't like let's talk about clocks, not just like hey I found this clock somewhere. What what I could how could much I money can I get dollars for it? For it? Uh, and I got really I got really pissy about that. I think it's just um, I think it just might be the the weather, uh, and I think maybe it just doesn't matter ultimately. Well, it's also we've been more or less locked inside our homes for 
a year and change. Yeah. But speaking uh, of people getting really pissy, like there was this New York Times article about Biden's watch mm-hmm. at the inauguration. So what and, was Biden and, wearing? He was buying a. He was buying a. Uh, he was wearing a Jaeger Lecoult uh, Geo, one of those like super turbions, Geo turbion, right? A million. I'm, I'm sure he has like a cricket Vulcan or something, but he was wearing a Datejust mm-hmm. stainless steel bracelet. Ju- it was a standard Jubilee bracelet kind and of. It was watch. his sons as well, his dead sons. Yes. So the important thing I think to understand is that this is a he's a out of touch uh, liberal slimeball, elite 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 slimeball. who is who is wearing this watch just to spite the good men and women of uh, places like um, Winslow, Arizona, mm. and uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Would you agree? Absolutely. Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. Take a hike. <laughs> so, so, Cuyahoga County, is that what we're talking about now? So can a can a politician wear a fancy watch? Not without a snide New York Times article being written, apparently. It it was so it was such a like there were two there were two criticisms on it. One, like the kind of media criticism was, okay, we just got over the past four years of craziness let's and, say. and also and now what is this article the resident of the executive mansion for the past four years also wore fancy watches and no one said a thing did he was he a watch guy was trump a watch guy uh he had like a vacheron and he had uh, a rolex and he had something else i forget so there you go but like why can't also biden is an older guy you know he's not a kid he's been making adult money for 50 well, years the, the accusation is that he's been in Government and public service for the past forty years, and therefore, and you, you shouldn't know, be able to afford. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to afford. Can't that. afford a, you know, let's a seven thousand dollar Rolex. Yeah, now, like that know. is that that to me doesn't make sense. Uh, and I don't know why. I mean, I get I get where people is like, oh, it's a Rolex. How dare he? Maybe he should be try to appear more common man. But like the facts are, that's like a seven thousand dollar watch, and he presumably he's been making adult money for several decades. I think yeah. he can have one and it's like not, you know, he has a house, he has a car. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair, let's see, uh, I, I said Vacheron and some other things, but Trump is known for wearing a day date in yellow gold. So, so he wasn't even, so it's so, so, so if we're going to cast not, about if Rolex accusations, we got to cast him everywhere. Apparently. Well, you know, well, he was, well, Trump was a man of the people, right? That was the truth. He's <laughs> a man of the people. And, uh, and you know what? He got lucky. He got lucky with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He came from, he came from nothing here in New York. And I think, I think Nicholas, Nicholas can attest to that. <laughs> Jamaica States. Yeah. Jamaica States. States. Part of Queens. <laughs> Actually, no, no, he, he came out of, he came out of the, he came out of the gutter and he, and he made it to the top. Whereas Biden was born with a silver spoon in his, uh, in his rectum. And that's the, that's the situation that we're dealing with. It's a terrible situation. Um, it was just interesting to see the the reaction, like the inf- like the informed right. the, or semi informed. Yeah. The, how dare a president not wear a Casio? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else we got here? We got. Uh, so what's what happened with this Patek thing? That was big news, and that that happened literally, I believe, less than an hour before we recorded last week's episode. So by the time folks hear this, they've probably already digested it. Uh, but but I think Victor is, said he's got a, the, a, a the hot take. Is, right? They they had already digested it because this watch has not been available for years. It's mm-hmm. the uh, the the fifty seven eleven model, I believe, five seven one one reference, and you you could not get one from a dealer 
for for love, money, or or any other kind of favor you might try and do. Bitcoin. They just weren't available. Now, I do know people that were able to purchase them, but paid inordinate amounts of money above retail. And you, you just can't get them. It's the favorite model of the Nautilus. Like it's it's when you think Nautilus, that's what that is. When you think Patek, you think that Nautilus. Uh, unless you're thinking some kind of fancy tourbillon thing. Mm-hmm. Minute repeater, whatever. The problem is, is that their CEO, their leadership said, we are not increasing stainless steel production. We just don't care. And so they've discontinued this model, which is, like I say, the quintessential one. It's the one I really love. It's it's the one that you think of. And it's gone. And who knows? Maybe they're going to introduce a larger model, which I think would be useless and ugly and clunky, or or they're just giving up on life. But I, I it's a sincere regret. So so what so what this this Nautilus is a beloved watch, right? Everybody loves yeah. the Nautilus. It's the stainless steel with the blue dial with the horizontal it stripes. It's all over thing. Instagram and Reddit. It is like the I would call it one of the watches. Like you find people flaunting or like lusting over it. For yeah. yeah. And they're killing they're killing the golden goose. They're killing the thing. But wouldn't we argue that the entire brand, the entire Patek brand is the golden goose? I mean, like they could, they, it's, it, it would be the equivalent of like, uh, it's, well, it's not the equivalent of Hublot, like destroying the Big Bang because the Big Bang is so, is so imperative. It's so imperative that they sell that thing because they're not going to do, they're not going to. Right. But it's like Rolex has four or five different lines, right? They have the Oyster per- Perpetual Date. Yeah. They have the Date Just. They have the Sub. They have the Daytona. And yes, they also have Yacht Master. No one cares. But if they killed the sub, this would be like them killing the sub. You think they so? They have these other – I think so. That was I saw that comparison a lot, and that was kind of the first thought I had as well. It's like this is like their – The flagship model. Yeah. It's like Apple killing the iPhone. It's like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. I, but I, I would – so I think I think the I think the the my my trouble with this whole the outrage quote unquote is that Patek is such a such a unique company in that sense, but I guess I guess there is a situation where you could say that yeah the the the, uh, the Nautilus is like the Submariner for Rolex, whereas I would put Patek way higher than that, and I would assume that Patek could survive just given its given its. Uh, no, I, base I, and its, I don't and, think that they're not going to survive. Of course, they're going to survive. I'm just disappointed. It's not you didn't make he didn't they didn't make you angry they're just disappointed. You're just disappointed. I would send them to their room without dinner. Yeah, that sounds that sounds off that sounds awful. Uh what new watches have you guys been uh, been looking at? Uh well, I have in my hands the new Vair uh what is the the D5 Arctic. It's a new a new diver from the from them. Uh just came out. We should have a review on the site. I don't know, sometime next week. It's a 39 mil. And as, as I've said in the past, I've had, I have uh, pretty small wrists, I believe six and a half inches. So it's 39 millimeters. Perfect for me. Uh, it has a, what else? Was it? Uh, dome, sapphire, crystal. It, it, Victor what, and I were just talking earlier today. Thing? Excuse me? What movement runs that thing? Some Miyota 9039. No date. Yeah. Uh, it is very, it is, to me, it, it's five hundred dollars. To me, the value proposition for this is, is quite strong because you you basically get everything. Again, sapphire crystal domed, uh, the the good the good Miyota movement, and to me, as someone who almost exclusively had like Seiko's, you know, that pricing tier, uh, I, I know a lot of folks have complained about Seiko's sort of quality control over the year. This thing is like 
perfect. Everything aligns. There's no like, there's no, uh, there's no funny business. The only problem I have with it really, the crown is not great. The crown, it doesn't really pop out. It just kind of like slunks out, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to thread it back in, it is maybe not gritty, but like there's almost like no feedback there. So you're kind of like, is it in? Is it in? I don't know. Uh, so that the crown <laughs> okay. is not great. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> crown is not great. That's a different problem. Yeah, no, but it's got kind of like a uh, Fotina kind of hacking, vibe. It's got a hacking seconds. It's a, it's a 90 yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for like, you know, a $500 dive watch that I think for, yeah, it kind of vaguely resembles a sub. I mean, I guess I know people are obsessed with this watch. How's the Loom? Like, Loom all right? The Loom is fine. Yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It is a very – to me, it's, it's like if you're debating between uh, – and I, I know sizes are a thing, but like – something like an SKX or even like a turtle or like something in that kind of like pricing tier, like, you know, baby's first, you know, semi nice diver. Yeah. Uh, this is way just the value here is, is it's, it seems like a very strong package. Yeah, I'm so, looking at it right now. It looks really nice. Actually. The, the interesting thing for me about that is if you look at their whole line, their whole line is sort of a, a, a mashup between Rolex and Omega. You know, the dive watch that you're looking at has these twisted lugs like you'd find on an Omega with the, uh, with, with the, the sort of, chamfered bezel that you'd find on on the rolex yes it is a little a little franken franken watch it's it's a romega it's an amelie yeah Yeah. but i mean i think that's what you get with a lot of these micro but they're they're kind of like aspiring field watches too right if you look at their field watches it's a a 36 millimeter or a 40 millimeter and it's got what happens if an explorer had babies with a railmaster uh yes i see that right now yeah that's fair to say is that is that bad? Is that I mean? No, it's not bad. It's just an observation. Yeah. But what I was no, asking you about earlier was the the value prop because you you said for five hundred bucks this is great and I I agree it is, but I reviewed a couple of years ago a a watch called a Phoebos PY 7 A that uses the ninety fifty Miyota movement, which is in the same family except the date function happens on it. Ceramic bezel insert, stainless steel case, sapphire crystal. So it's the same construction the same everything except it costs 299 bucks instead of 500 so the question is you know you you could pay 300 bucks and have a sub with the same miyota movement or you could pay 500 bucks it's a question i will i will i didn't say this before this is assembled in the united states if that if that matters to you obviously they're paying people wages so that's that's something you know I mean, I think that I think I think what I think what we're arguing is that yeah, there's there's so similar to this like Tocino over here, it's got a it's got a automatic it's got a manual wound chronograph movement, and I think it was like two hundred bucks or something like that. Is this worth? Is it worth all thing all things told all told given 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 like the branding, given the the expense of it being a vaguely fancy watch. Uh, given the movement etc is it worth would would you recommend to like your brother uh to buy it for 500 bucks would you say go Me? buy it yeah you uh yes i would yeah i think this is a good automatic it's like yeah i think this is a very very competent very it looks nice it wears great uh yeah i think i if you're if someone's like hey i have 500 for a watch uh this is totally totally adequate and these and these buying recommendations nicholas you you're you're not you're not part of you're not privy and 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 parcel to these to these long and out and exhausting discussions that watch watch people have 
about what's worth buying versus what's not. Well, what worth. is and that's that's a whole. I mean, especially given the week with some of the stock markets, of what is value, what is worth. I mean, who knows? Oh, well, that's a whole different. I think we actually did a podcast about that. Why? Why is a why is a Patek worth more than a Vair, and why is a Vair worth more than a Seiko or a Dingo or whatever you want to talk about? And especially to you know anyone on the street, they're not gonna you know you could you could have like a King Turtle, and they're like, oh, is that a Rolex? And you could be like, yeah. Yeah, it, it, is. Is. it is. It doesn't really matter. Ultimately, don't you don't need to know what it is, and just uh, just give me my uh, give me my subway sandwich. But if you're if you're that person who's like, I want a nice watch, I want a real watch, I don't want to go down like the the replica or homage kind of route. I don't know for five hundred dollars, I think there's a lot here. Uh, that if you're that person and that it even shows up on your radar, it's a lot. Yeah, here. I think that's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. There's a lot here. It's very valuable. It's valuable to you because it has a certain je ne sais quoi. And if you like, if you like Nicholas's uh, description, then it's going to be a nice watch for you. That's all. I'm, that's all I think the answer yeah, is. Absolutely. Don't don't ask me. Uh, don't ask me how we should get into. Uh, we should get into like guitars too. That's a. Uh, oh yeah, that's we big, can do that. That's a big. Uh, that's a big market where we can all just kind of like talk out of our butts and uh, and be completely wrong about everything. Uh, let's close this one up this week. We're going to have, I got, I got oh, you got a Nord green. Yeah. I got a Nord green in here. All right. Talk so, to me about the Nord green. Nord green makes uh, a couple of different watches. The one that I got from them is a chronograph to quartz? register with a date. Quartz? Uh, Mecca quartz. Oh, stainless steel bracelet. Um, the case shape is, is a little bulbous. It's, it's, uh, kind of like a frying pan that's got its, edges or sides dished out. So it's, it's very much like rounded. Um, the sub dials are dished down They're They're cut down into the dial and there's a lot right there. There's so much right there that they were awarded a red dot design award, the prestigious red dot for their design. Uh, however, I, I, I sent you pictures of this thing before I, I uh, requested it, John, I, they, I sent you a white dial and a blue dial. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Nordgren. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, that. yeah. You, yeah, you told me to nice. go with the blue blue dial. I got yeah. it. It's completely illegible. Oh wow! Oh, I I have regrets. I should have gone with the white dial because the oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. The markers the around is... the periphery are are metal, and they only catch the light just right, so you can't actually see them. They just mm-hmm. seem black like the rest of the blue dial. You just you can't see anything. The hands have no loom whatsoever. The hands are are silver except for when they are blue with red tips for the chronographs. So the whole thing just kind of fades into the background, which is a shame because otherwise it's pretty comfortable. Well, it's a stealth. It's a stealth watch. I think you would call yeah, it a stealth yeah, watch. Yeah, it's stealth. You can't see anything. And I'm cool with with watches where you cannot see the time as a part of the ethos and and the theme of the watch, like, like Moser. Moser makes a watch and they have no indices at all around the side of the dial. Yeah. And but but the dial is this beautiful fume blue, and the hands are are polished gold and things like that. So you can still kind of t- you can tell time, unless it's one of their their sort of gimmick jokes where they sip a watch that has no hands. Yeah, there's uh, there so this. So, but this this should have I should have been able to read what's actually happening. Yeah, I think that's the answer. I think that's really the answer. And I feel I feel like you've been, I feel like you're you've been uh, sold a bill of goods. I've been hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Hoodwink, that's the word of the day here at the Hour Time Podcast. Hoodwinking, I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. We shall hoodwink you next week. Uh, Hopefully I'll be on next week if you guys allow it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. 